if you look at the if you look at the word nuts, it stands for not understanding their symptoms. So is the patient nuts or are we missing something because we all classify them as being crazy? Ooh. One of those captivating, captivating intros ever. My music, my music wasn't uh, working perfectly that time. Now it is, and it's not even the the correct song. It's just, it's all a discombobulated mess here. We're uh, <laughs> taking all your equipment, resetting up. It's I, I like to call it the the snake pit. Well, this is an exciting edition of Dennis on Demand, our podcast, <clears throat> because we're coming at you live from Ocean Ceramics Dental Lab in beautiful British Columbia, just outside Vancouver. And uh, who is this shiny guy we got in between <laughs> us here? It's, it's not Elvis, right? It is. Uh, maybe this is in, in uh, Elvis tribute. has left the building. Maybe this is in tribute to the Elvis movie that's gonna like win Academy Awards. Is that, yeah. what, is that what this is? It's all about being star somehow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I wanna talk a little bit about um, Ocean Ceramics. So here we are, we've got James Nuber with us on the show. One of the owners of Ocean Ceramics here in just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia, um, and also, yes, and also president, president. of the DTA BC, which yes. is uh, Dental Technician Association of British Columbia. There you go. Yeah, there it's, go. A, it's a big deal. He's he's got a lot of uh, you know a lot of letters in front of his. He's name. got some complaints. Clout. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did you say complaints? Complaints. Yeah, yeah. But either way. So quick shout out to uh, Ocean is uh, Vancouver's premium dental laboratory for over 45 years. Ocean Stramex has been providing high quality dental prosthetics to our clients around Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, the creation of our sister entities, Dentafor. Can you see Dentafor behind me? Is there a... Maybe if I hit a different camera angle here. Uh, oh, it's behind it's you. on the front of the skull. It's behind... Oh, oh there it is. Right yeah, just wait for this call to turn around. But it's, so. it's behind your melon, actually. So Tell education that. is a huge part of what they do here at Ocean Stramics. Uh, with Dentifor, which we'll get into, and Trio Creations, uh, it has allowed us to become a full-service dental laboratory that we, that sorry that we that they have become today. Uh, learn more about Ocean Ceramics Company history and our team, uh, what our clients have to say about us. And I'm reading that right from the website because there's a little action here that says "Learn More." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a beautiful website and and just like a fantastic place to be. Family-owned place. They care about their work. Um, I, I there's. I can't say better things about Ocean Ceramics. They're running around here on the phone with 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 doctors with uh, articulators in their hands. Like there's, uh, it's a really uh, hands-on experience. It's a really here, cool so. environment here for sure. So uh, welcome, James. Welcome. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks for having us and and uh, hosting here. Um, uh, it's just a, a always a great honor to have good reach into the dental community through your network. So uh, whatever we get to share and and teach people tonight is always a great joy because we're all about education. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Because we've got a second component to this. We not only have James, but we have Dr. Dennis Marangos of the Yorkville TMJ Center also joining us today. Shall we do the reveal? There he is. Oh, there do we have is. an audience he, platform? Oh, hang on, hang on. How about this? You couldn't really <laughs> there hear There we right? go. That's good. Here, here, here. There it is. A little bit. Oh, That's more it. exciting. Yeah. I love it. Joining us from... Yorksville? Yorkville, in 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 the in the practice today, Dennis. Yeah, well, I'm actually in my GP practice today, which is uh, 
which is just down outside. Yorkville is where my TMJ and sleep practice is, and I have a general practice uh, just uh, a little east of that uh, in an old part of uh, old part of Toronto. What uh, what team do you like better, your GP uh, team or your? I'm just kidding. We won't. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't say that. I, I'm gonna. If you're talking teams, I'm going with the Leafs. <laughs> okay, that's been the end All of right. this discussion. You're in Canuck country over here, so uh, <laughs> well, it's time to cut them off. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, right. we got a a, a a Boston fellow be, between us. Well, here, I know. So. Yeah, we got, yeah. Uh, two originals here. So, so we'll let's my man Marshand right here gets my coffee. Oh here. no. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that's it for me. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. So let's uh, let's talk about let's start out and talk about the the connection. So James, uh, Dennis, I'll let you guys kind of take it away. So, um, what's the relationship in between uh, what you're doing, Dennis, your specialty, and and Ocean Ceramics? You know, I'm going to take points on this one, you guys, because I want to tell a quick story about how. Uh, my brother and I and uh, we've been partners in the dental lab for decades and we always had this quest of how do we do full mouth rehabs arches mm -hmm. the best way because at the time when we started in dentistry really a lot of general dentists were just kind of fumbling their way into hopefully they were getting the bite right mm -hmm. and hopefully the cosmetics would be right so Dave and I went on this journey of searching for mentors who could teach us how to do full mouth rehabs properly, predictably, without any adjustments. And so through our journey of education, uh, we eventually came along with Dr. Marangos and Dr. Liam. We formed Denta4, and Denta4 is about how to uh, optimize a patient's function with airway, jaw joint, muscle, and then the teeth. And so this is really, uh, I'll just uh, diverse to you, Dennis, how you fit into that whole picture. Yeah, and, and you know, getting away from, I'll, I'll, I'll tee this one up for you, getting away from single tooth dentistry. Elaborate on that. Well, um, here's, here's the general progression for most dentists. You graduate from dental school, you're, you're given uh, they tell you you've got five to seven years to get yourself comfortable in dentistry, but all you know is, is what they taught you in school. You see a broken tooth, you fix it. You see another broken tooth, you fix it. Nobody talks to you about why the teeth are breaking. So it took me about seven years to figure this out, and then I was very fortunate that I came across a couple of different groups, everybody from uh, especially John Coyce in, in, out in Seattle, where he was the first one to kind of open my eyes and put it all together. Up until then, I was studying at the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. I took a cosmetic dentistry uh, residency at University of Buffalo, but there was still something missing. It was it was just not coming all together uh, until you started. Until I started to learn that the joint had something to do with this. So I've had a TMD sleep practice for almost 25 years plus, um, not knowing fully the relationship between TMD, ortho, occlusion, uh, regular general dentistry. And so the, the concept of the single tooth dentist is, is essentially what they teach in school. You come out of school, you know patients have insurance, they, you work to their insurance, they don't value what you're doing for them because you're only fixing what's broken. 
and then and then ultimately um, you're waiting for the next problem. So I got t I got tired. I got tired of that. It was very frustrating to constantly be repairing broken things. And then finally, I came up with uh, you know my amalgamation of different programs that I where I studied to come up with my system that is a combination of. All, all the giants before me. So it's not anything I invented, but uh, going back to that single tooth dentist idea, it's where most dentists coming out of school and for the first 10 years of their practice, that's where they, that's where they swim. They hang out there, they're getting tired of it. And ultimately they need, they find somebody that talks something different and they're going, I get it. I get it. Now I see it. Where do I go for, for more information? Well, Dena Four was was a very a very neat union that that we formed, where Edmund talks about uh, uh, the TMD and sleep component, and then I do the restorative component, bringing TMD, sleep, occlusion, adhesive dentistry, uh, dental materials, and we bring it all together so that you can start your journey on becoming a complete care dentist. So, the, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was I was going to ask uh, Dennis. So, like the the overall sentiment out there, like is there is there generally a fear for dentists to get into the TMD world uh, and occlusion? And uh, oh yeah, I got a question too. So, tell me the difference between TMD and TMJ. Like what? As as a layman. Okay, so TMJ is the temporomandibular joint. It's the anatomical structure. Temporomandibular joint dysfunction, TMD, is the dysfunction. It's actually the disease process that's involved that encompasses the joint. But it's more than just the joint. It's muscles, it's nerves, it's teeth. Um, it's, it's how they all interact and what breaks down because of something else. Peter Dawson, um, for those of you who uh, I had the pleasure many, many years ago in my journey to listen to this gentleman speak and he was he was the one of the first ones that identified to to me the concept of complete care dentistry um and his his textbook is one of the ones that that changed uh, that changed the way i looked at things and then started my the rest of my process but he goes he takes it all the way back to if the general dentist doesn't know anything about the joint you are doomed to repeat your failures. So the teeth, which we all focus on, are the victims of poor joint, poor muscle, poor neurology, and all that function, and then teeth start breaking down. So most of the patients I see is uh, they don't have healthy joints, but we make the joints healthy, which allows us to then restore them in, in whatever method that we need. So TMD, is the disease process tmj is the anatomical process so the equivalent is if an orthopedic doctor comes up to you and says uh and, and says mark you've got knee so, <laughs> right yeah i got two knees right and right. you know tell me more about what my knee is doing well it could be a ligament it could be cartilage it could be osteoarthritis or a combination of everything so you know uh, when patients say i have tmj i say yes you have two of them one's here and one's there <laughs> right. Uh, right so a little tongue-in-cheek answer but uh but if you go back to um to the philosophy of peter dawson 
and some of the other um, uh, academies out there like Panky um, and and uh, like Coyce uh, and Spears, they all focus on the joint being part of the occlusal, occlusal problem or the occlusal solution. Right. So uh, essentially, you're you're not selling the procedure itself. You're 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 wanting to sell a solution for a for a patient. Well, yeah, that that's an interesting point because uh, I I don't know where everybody is from, but in Toronto, like if I just walked out of my office here, stood on my porch of my office, I could probably count about twenty dentists. Okay, wow. so that and that's just it, like visually, and I can yeah. just point around, and there's at least twenty dentists. Um, all, all everybody's got a different practice, so the 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 part of the problem here is that um, dentists are, are in many cases aren't very confident. They you know they'll they'll say for example um, you know you'll I'll, I'll say uh, you know Tyler um, you know you need a crown and the price for your crown is dollars. Right. And then you just you just you sit there and the typical response is, okay, you know what? I can reduce that. I'll give you twenty percent off. And the, and you sit there. If you sit there long enough and don't say anything, he's gonna the dentist is gonna give it to you for free. Yeah. Just okay. keep my mouth shut. So so there was an article that I found uh, uh, a couple of years ago. It was called The Amazon Effect on Dentistry, where where patients where patients look at dentists as a commodity. So when they see an implant, they see the parts. They see an IKEA tooth coming at them because you pull out these IKEA tools to put their tooth together. So, so some dentists look at dent, uh, patients as a consumer, not as a patient. So when, it, when, when you look at the, uh, the Amazon effect, what that leads dentists in general to do, it's a race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a race to the cheapest price for the patient, and you know and 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 nobody wins in that scenario. So um, when you go back to that crown scenario, what dentists typically the way they present a crown to a patient is they'll turn around and they'll say uh, they'll say uh, Tyler Mark you need a crown, um, and what we're going to do is take half a millimeter or a millimeter and a half off your tooth, take an impression. Do what we need to do. You're going to come back in two weeks. We give you more freezing. We take the crown off and we put in your permanent crown. You've just scared that patient. Right. Because what they want to hear is not that. They want to hear, what is the crown going to do for me? Mm-hmm. So if I said to you, Tyler, Mark, we're going to talk about getting you a crown. What that crown's going to do for you is protect your tooth from further breakage and damage. Because the last thing you need is to continually show up in my office as an, with an emergency because it's costing you time from work, time from your pleasures, and it's giving you pain and you're aggravated and you just get very disappointed. But if I give you a solution so that you don't, you don't face any of those problems, are you okay with the crown? Who, who doesn't want that? They, the patients will say yes. And if you noticed in that conversation, I didn't once tell them how much I'm going to remove their tooth. You mean you're mm. going to drill my tooth down to a peg? Mm. That's what patients hear. But if I say to you, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you something that's going to protect your tooth from further breakage, you're all in. Fully. So yeah. that's kind of where, where you know, dentists are selling procedures. They're not selling solutions. Patients want a solution to a problem. 
they don't necessarily need to know the procedure. So what's, you know, speaking to your colleagues, where's, where's the fear that like, why, what's stopping a GP practice from selling solutions and, and, and doing, you know, carrying out this philosophy? Where's, where's, where's the break there? What is it, is it what they're taught? Um, is it is it just purely lack of knowledge? Education. I just want to chime in on one comment, Mark. Yeah. I think a key word that a fear that a lot we hear a lot of dentists say is they think they they have a fear of selling. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say, you know what, your treatment planning, the the patients engaging in a decision to follow through with your treatment plan right. options, mm -hmm. and they have a fear of thinking they're salesmen. It's like no, like some people they. Like uh, if you go back to the knee, they, they might need a half knee replacement when they is, but you decide when you're ready, we're here to help you when we are, Right. you know, and that's not selling. And a lot right. of doctors we hear, there's think, oh, I don't want to sell. Yeah. That's um, what we hear. But like, is, is there a fear to get, to, to talk about TMD, to talk about airway? An occlusion. An occlusion. Is there, is there, is, is there a lack of confidence to talk about these things? Generally speaking. Yes, absolutely there is, because in school, um, well, we, we were taught nothing, really nothing about TMD in school. I started learning about uh, uh, these, these patients who are chronic pain patients when I did my hospital residency in 86 and 87. And um, at that point, it was, it, was a very, uh, it was a very generic kind of program where, where you know, everybody got flat plane splints, and they got a list of medications and some got better, some got worse, some got no different. And then my evolution introduced me to, to different uh, practitioners and different concepts of how to treat these patients. So in school, you're not taught anything about case presentation. Um, but I don't know which one of you said something about treatment planning. That mm -hmm. is the key. James. Yep. Yeah. Right. The, key, the, the key is sitting down and in my practice, we have... Uh, two levels of exams. We have a level one exam, which is what you would consider your general dentistry examination and findings. So what I do is we, we take a full set of x-rays, we take photographs, uh, we do uh, different tests, and then I sit down and I have a face-to-face -face conversation with the patient about what we found. I never present a treatment plan at that appointment. Because many times the patients turn around and say to me, you know what, I've never had this type of discussion or examination with my dentist. So then I say, well, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to sit back, I'm going to look at all our, our data, and then we're going to come up with a treatment plan and I present it at your next, at your, at their next visit. And that goes over so well with patients and, and our case acceptance levels are like off the charts. That must build terms. a lot of trust too with that process, Dennis. Yeah, it's uh, like it, if if we're talking it in terms of a like a a plan to solve, um, you know, a long term like provide a long term solution uh, rather than just like a quick little fix. Right? Like it's all about that's right the why. Like why why is this happening? Like let's stop the problem. You got it. Underlying first before we just fire up the high speed right that's right so in a lot of in a lot of, uh, many of the cases that i show during our during our our, uh, our programs um 
our patient, the, you see, you see the doctors sitting in the, in the, around the table and they're nodding their heads because they know that all those patients are in their practice. So, so when I, when I turn around and it was, um, I think it was Gordon Christensen who said many years ago, if, if you have about 1200 patients in your general practice and you're doing comprehensive dentistry, you do not need a new patient in your practice to finish your career. If you're, if you're identifying those needs and those patients. So imagine if all of a sudden you're identifying TMD patients, sleep patients, and they turn into restorative and full mouth rehab or ortho patients, you're, you're going to be working for a long time. And mm -hmm. the beauty of that is these patients already trust you. They're in your practice. So, so when you, when you go ahead, uh, what's, I, 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 this is, this is amazing. Um, so what's, what's the relationship then? So like in between TMD and, and airway and sleep, like how, how do all of these pieces link up? So, so here, here's the, here's the dilemma. I hear this all the time uh, when, when I'm talking, you know, they pay, uh, doctors will say, I don't want a TMD practice. I don't want to treat all these crazy <laughs> right. people. Because, we hear that you know, all the time. Uh, yeah. Everybody says TMD patients are nuts. Okay. Yeah. And my answer is, I've got two answers to that. Well, first of all, can you imagine being in pain constantly, all day long, all night long, every single day of the week? You can't eat. Drinking is no fun. You just can't, you know, you, it's, you're, you're popping Advil vitamins all day long. Wouldn't that drive you nuts? Yeah. It, sure. You know, if you pulled your back muscle shoveling snow, that little bit of pain drives you nuts. Forget mm -hmm. having pain in the head where the, the, our, the, our nervous system, Mother Nature designed us with the highest density of nerves in this area. So a headache can be debilitating for these patients. Mm -hmm. So the second answer, if you look at the if you look at the word nuts, it stands for not understanding their symptoms. So is the patient nuts or are we missing something because we all classify them as being crazy? And they're not. They're, and they're there's, um, there's a, like a, a, a Facebook uh, group. Um, I'm on that one. Yeah. And it's, I think it has close to 200,000 people on it. Mm. And it's just a constant stream. People begging for help. For help. Like, yep. where do I go? What yeah. about this guy? Yeah. Have you heard about this? I've referred tons of people just trying to refer them to, like, maybe a dentist that's involved with the AACP. Because they'll go, oh, I live in Texas. Uh, who, can I, who can I go see? And, I'll, and many times I say, go onto the AACP website. And a lot of times there's member dentists who are uh, specialized in treating your types of you know symptoms so that's where i would go because uh, what we see dennis is a lot of people think they know how to treat tmd but a lot of them are lost and they're guessing with their treatment so my question well, off of that, that uh, sorry go ahead dennis yep oh, no right. you go ahead go ahead well my question coming out of that now is there a relationship between these disorders and general dentistry so is there a way to yeah, bridge that sure. gap sure so so, so let, let's take a one, one step back. So um, when, when you asked about the fear of dentists, and it's, it's a fear because they don't mm -hmm. understand. So there's, there's a fable out there called the five blind men and the elephant. And 
you take these five blind men and you put an elephant in front of them and each one finds something different. It must be a wall. It must be a tree. It must be a snake. It must be something else. And when you take the blindfold off, what do you have? You have an elephant. They're all looking at the same thing, but their interpretation is very different. So occlusion, TMD, sleep is the elephant. All the blind people around there are the dentists who are looking at just one small part of, of that process. If you open your eyes and you see the elephant, you're going to go, wow, this now I get it. Now I see what I'm looking at. So there was studies back a while ago where they were looking at the population in a general practice of, of um, uh, how many people have sleep disorder breathing. So, the, so in, in a general practice, it's about 33% of men and 7% of women. Hmm. So in general, the prevalence of, of sleep apnea in the general population is over 17% of men and 9% of women. But in your practice, because the, the reason the practice numbers are higher is because you have a, a group of patients who come to a, a, a healthcare provider at least twice a year. A lot of people don't go to their family doctor unless they have a problem. Right. So as dentists, we see our patients twice a year minimum. So if you have 33% of men, 7% of women, women in a general practice that have a component of sleep disordered breathing, that's 40% of the patients in your practice. Right. That you, if you identify them, and it's so easy to identify them when we, when we talk about, uh, about the risk factors that we can see, imagine if you're worried about income, imagine the cash flow that you just created by starting to treat those sleep patients. Well, I got the, news yeah. for you as well. In, in another study, there's a relationship between TMD patients and sleep. So now it's called the OPERA study had correct had connected these two these two disease processes very intimately and you you can't treat one without knowing the other. So now you've just boosted your practice. Mm-hmm. So, and you're helping patients. Forget about the kids in your practice because pediatric sleep apnea is off the charts these days. Off um, the charts. Um, like Tyler and I, like are like we are a dental marketing company. Um, and I platform. Will, platform platform growth right. growth dental growth platform growth platform. <laughs> where it's 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 always We're evolving. A marketing um, but you know this is like like a definite aha for me. Um, one thing that I preach with all of our clients is, you know, are you, let's take a look at your, at your, at your dental business. Let's take a look at your patient base. What opportunities are you missing that are already in your door? And everybody's all about, I need new patients. I need new patients. I need new patients. When the hugest opportunities I think are helping your existing patient base. And I think a yeah. refreshing take on that. I want to, yeah, go to that. The take on that that I think is refreshing for the people we work with is like, wait a minute, you guys are marketers and you're telling us not to market to new patients. We're like, there's a gold mine in your practice. Let's start with that Let's first. Let's start with your people first. Sorry, yeah. legend. So, and you know why that's important? Because you've already created the trust of those patients. A new patient takes so long for them to trust you yeah. and to allow you to do something. Right. 
so if right. you're doing comprehensive dentistry so here's what I what I did in my practice. I, I, I'm a graduate from 1986. So uh, I would see I don't see new patients anymore. I only see patients if if a, a, an existing patient has a family member that what they want to refer to me. I see them. My right. TMD practice I see new patients there. But in my general practice I don't see new patients. But when I did see new patients, uh, I used to see them on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8.30 and 2. I only saw four new patients a week. Now, why would I see them at 8.30 and 2? I'm, I'm, I'm drawing blanks. I'm trying well, to be smart. I'm thinking it, like, why I would do it is that that's when my brain is the most fresh and creative uh, at, in the morning. In the afternoon, that's usually when my brain resets itself. That's personally what I, that's the thought that comes to my mind. That's a small part of it. One, what are <laughs> one of the things that patients hate to do? Wait. Uh, yes. Wait. How, yeah. how would you, as a new patient at 8.30, first patient in the morning, 2 o'clock, first patient after lunch. After lunch, right. There you go. I'm, I'm waiting for them. When they walk into my operatory, I'm already there to greet them. I'm on time. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. how, do you, how much better to, to create a good impression for a patient that you don't have to wait? And, and the name of yeah. a waiting room, like that, that's, that's awful. Because you're all, you know room. you're going to be waiting. Yeah. It should That's be a reception like, area. There are fewer worse places on earth than a reception area in either a medical <laughs> or a dental clinic. I have never <laughs> seen or heard of one medical office being on time with their appointments yeah. in my lifetime. No. Oh, yeah. No. They're always late. Especially your GP, yeah. like doctor. And that was before the days of Facebook and cell phone where you could just get lost in your phone in the, yeah. in the waiting room. You have to yeah. read a, a Chatelaine magazine. Yeah, oh, I know. That's so magazine old. is a it's year old. old. It's not a year old. It's like <laughs> it's five old. years old. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So well, they, they, you know, there's two two caveats to that. Beware of dentists and doctors whose plants are dying in the in the waiting room and have old magazines. You don't want to go to those doctors. <laughs> don't right? don't. Hey, dentist, don't forget the yeah. fish tanks too. The fish tanks. Yeah, the, the fish tanks. The fish tanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yes. So yeah. Um, so anyway, so so I would only see four new patients a week. Yeah. Okay. And that was it. But because I did the examination and we did comprehensive care, that drove my practice. And, and that was just our philosophy and that was our setup. And, and to this day, I still prefer to see my new patients, the few that I see at 830 and 2. So Dennis, where did you, where did you start? Like, wh like where did you get your education on, on all this TMD, uh, restorative um, sleep um, where where did you start, and where is it now? Where where did you where like whereabouts are you? You mentioned Coys, but is that where it started? No, actually, all of this started um, when I started doing orthodontics in 1987, and I I was very fortunate to um, to be introduced to uh, a fellow Brock Rondeau and the IAO, the International Association for Orthodontics, and through that connection. I, I learned about TMD and that, you know, the orthopedics behind orthodontics, because I did orthodontics up until a few years ago, and we were doing full, full bracket cases, everything. Uh, then, th based on that, it, it taught me or led me to uh, a cosmetic practice where I was going to the American Academy of Cos Den Cosmetic Dentistry meetings. I did the, um, the program at the University of Buffalo. Uh, but in amongst all of that, with John Coyce as well, 
I took programs with Paul Homily. I took programs with um, with uh, Walter Haley and his dental boot camp. And those ones were very unique programs in that they taught you how to communicate to your patients or and with your patients and uh, how to how to do a case presentation so that so that you can answer uh, patients complaints and concerns in, in, in a non threatening way. And you had an open dialogue that went back and forth. And it was just it was just a beautiful, uh, a beautiful synergy that took me years to put together into into my system. But I didn't invent any of it. It's just that I was able to take pieces from everybody I learned from. Uh, then about 20 years ago, I, I was introduced to the AACP, the American Academy of Craniofacial Pain. And that was where the aha moment came for, for TMD, where, where you know, you met the, 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 some of the gurus, the, the Harold Gelbs, you know, who, who's uh, the Gelb appliance is named after, uh, the Brendan Stacks. Oh, there's so many giants in that academy that uh, gave their time so freely and so willingly to educate us. And it was just one of the best, best finds I, I made. And then that allowed me with whatever I had in the background to bring it together to develop what I, you may want to call it my system. So I spent more time in classrooms and on airplanes learning, you know, flying here and flying there to learn this stuff. And, and, and the academy is still going and it's still a great academy. I was the, um, the founding president of the Canadian chapter of the AACP back in 2006, where doing TMD treatment in that sense was a very frightening, frightening experience because many of the colleges across Canada did not like the type of treatment that was being offered, which was essentially a dental appliance to reposition the mandible in a situation that took the pain and pressure off the joints. And there was so many misconceptions about that but through the AACP, we were able to change that. And that's where, that's where, that's where the beauty of all this is. And our, our Canadian chapter is, we're you know, we're just kind of floating around. You know, we still, we're still around, we're still doing stuff, but the pandemic didn't help us oh, uh, in terms of live meetings. That was, that, that hurt us a bit, but um, we're, start, we're starting to get the ball rolling again. And, and the chapter still has some, uh, some dedicated uh, members that we're 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 gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna bring it back and get get these live programs going. And and I know that uh, at some point uh, during this uh, during this chat that we're having, um, we're gonna talk about our program with the Dental Four program that's gonna help uh, introduce people to that. And that can a lot of people can use that as their as their stepping stone to to the to the uh, next level. You know, Dennis, one of the things that uh, was really, really uh, opened my eyes over the years that I learned about treating TMD is, uh, and, and I explain this at dinner parties and friends all the time in a very simplistic way, is a lot of the pathologies because the joint is compressed, you know, and everybody can relate to when I show them this, this uh, imagery where I go, if your condyle is compressed in the fossa, you're going to feel pain. And now, isn't it make sense, Mrs. Jones, that if we decompress the jaw joint, that you're going to feel some relief 
possibly in treatment. And that little word picture with my fist in my other hand has always opened up the eyes of hope to people that have been suffering. And, and then of course I go into, you know, explaining with a series of appliances that we can, you know, with proper examination and diagnosis that a treatment plan can be developed for you. But a lot of people understand that if something's compressed, it can cause pain. And if we can decompress it strategically, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And that's been a very, very well, generic explanation well, for patients. But, but you have to keep it simple. And, yeah. and you know, you mm -hmm. have to have diagrams, you have to show them like today, for example, this morning, uh, th this was this was one of those moments that, you, you know, you wish you recorded it. So I, I uh, so in my general practice, I still treat patients that have joint dysfunction because they're in my general practice. So I delivered uh, two orthotics today, uh, a day a day orthotic and a night orthotic. And the patient's looking at me and I'm going, what's wrong? Like, you know, are you okay? She said, you know, I, you put the appliance in, uh, her day appliance, and she goes, she's biting, she goes, wow. And I go, what do you feel? She takes it out and she goes, ouch. And she puts it back in and she bites and she goes, I don't feel anything. I haven't, there's no pain. She goes, I have not felt no pain for a couple of years. That's amazing. And that's every time, yeah, it was, it was so cool. And people don't realize that they think it's all about chewing. Well, we swallow over 2,000 times a day. And if we have a normal swallow, our teeth come together. So try swallowing. Your teeth come together and the muscles act. Mm -hmm. Try to swallow now without bringing your teeth together. It's you a have to think about it. <laughs> the doctor, yeah it, yeah, it doesn't work, right? Yeah. So the people that can swallow without bringing their teeth together usually have other fun dysfunctional problems, which we go down a whole other myofunctional tongue. Uh, you know, there's other issues there that you know we will expand on uh, during our programs. But we know that when we swallow, our teeth come together, yeah. and you do that two thousand times a day you're going to have pain in your joint and people think it's all about clenching and grinding. It is, but it's also function that gets function. in the way. Right. Um, so now so, that we've kind of come full circle here now. So um, we've, you've, we've kind of mentioned the Dentifor um, course here, uh, like a little bit. Um, let's, let's like, obviously there's, there's the philosophy, philosophy behind all of this. And, and that is, mm -hmm. Denifor, um, James and David and, and, and Ocean Ceramics is extremely passionate about uh, this philosophy. This is the connection. Um, let's talk about that with, with folks. So like, let's, let's, let's tell our, our, our colleagues, like, how, how do we get involved with this? Yeah, I think the question was, how can, you know, I'm fumbling uh, your, around your here, general yeah. dentist. You know, I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> why you're fumbling around, Mark. Why is that? Because I heard a guy say once, there's uh, some topics I don't like to talk about, and that's sex, religion, politics, and occlusion. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So we'll let Dennis take that one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. So, so Mark, um, if you can pull up, I think I sent you a couple of slides. Um, it's, it's, let's look at um, slide number 29. If you can pop that up. And no problem. Slide number 29 has has three 
uh, CBCT profiles, their uh, side yeah. views. Oh, I see it. There we go. Okay, okay. just let me uh, okay. bear with me. I'm I'm pretty fast. Fill fill the set, fill the empty space here with some some of your vast knowledge. Okay. Well, I get so, this. So so what happened? What's happening here is is earlier you asked about the general dentist sleep and restorative dentistry. Is there a connection? Well, there is because in this case I'm going to show you and the slide right after it. If you have there's two scenarios. You have a patient who you made a night guard for. It's an upper night guard. It's flat, which is what we're taught in dental school. You deliver the night guard. It fits perfectly. You would have scored a 10 out of 10 in dental school. Patient comes back six months later. You ask them, so how's your night guard? And they say, doc, it fits beautifully, but I can't wear it. Well, what do you mean you can't wear it? Well, I'll put it in halfway through the night. I find in the morning, I take, I must have taken it out because I find it under my pillow, under my bed, and I take it out. And, and you're sitting there going, well, you know, it's got to be the patient because my appliance fit like a glove. You know, James and David made me the best appliance. What that patient is telling you is that they are a hidden patient that has a sleep disorder breathing problem. Because if you've got your jaw sitting like this and you make a maxillary flat appliance, the patient, patient lies down, their mandible drops back. Choking. They choke. Yeah. They are choking. So they take their appliance out in order to breathe. So, so now you have an understanding that that patient, if you look at the whole elephant now, you understand that they have a potential sleep disorder breathing problem. Mm -hmm. Well, in the slides, in the slide that you're seeing there, you have the the first one on the on the far left is a patient that has they there they have a current night guard. So these patients are sitting upright, they're vertical and awake. Look at how narrow that airway is with a maxillary flat plane appliance. The middle slide shows them in their MIP bite, which is just their natural centric. bite. The air, if you want to call it centric, but that has a whole different misnomer, but I yeah. call it MIP. Okay. That's your maximum intercuspal position. That's okay. this, okay. okay? Their airway is still constricted. But if you look at the image on the far right, that is their airway with our construction bite for an appliance. You can actually, without knowing anything about the anatomy, visually you can see that the airway is larger. It's green, it's larger than the, uh, the other two. And this is again in the upright awake position. So, so now we, we say, oh, okay, so now our, our, dental, uh, our dental night appliances aren't working not because I didn't make it right, it's because we're treating the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. It's the wrong device to treat what the patient has. If you look at the next slide, slide number 30, it yeah. talks about, um, the. it shows the two central incisors. So if you have a patient that is a subclinical sleep disorder breathing patient, and you build up either a single crown or a class four composite that is has too much anatomy on the lingual surface, 
it can distalize the mandible and cause an airway collapse when they're sleeping. So when you're looking wow. at uh, these patients, why do your class four composites break? Well, you know, it can't be you're using, you know, lousy bonding agents or lousy composite. You do a good job. Most dentists are very good at doing that. But at night, what they're trying to do is the mandible is coming forward, trying to open that airway. And it puts pressure on that tooth, on that restoration. And what does the patient tell us the next day? I was eating a something soft. I was eating a hot dog bun and my tooth broke. Yeah, we see that the all the time, Dennis. It, the tooth was broken because of what you're doing at night, because we made that tooth too big on the lingual, causing the mandible to distalize. Then when they lie down at, at night and go to sleep, the mandible wants to come forward and they keep banging into that tooth and it's gonna break. D uh, uh, James, what's, what's one of the things that you always ask your dentist for more of in the anterior? Well, Lower reduction question. on the opposing. Or lingual reduction on the tooth. That, but you, but you know what I see further to that, Dennis, is one of the biggest problems that is overlooked. When I analyze, I would say, when I'm checking a case, and say we're doing a central, two centrals, a lateral, or whatever, a single tooth anterior restoration, most of the time, the opposing uh, lower dentition is orthodontically out of whack, crooked. Right. So there's like a, a labialized central, lower central. So I just know that that is like a, a hammer on an anvil through the night, coming forward, coming forward. And it's like a point force on the back of the tooth. Like you say, it's like bang, bang, bang. And it's whereas if you have restorations that are orthodontically correct on the lower, now you have a, a, a normal protrusive maybe if they're functioning at night or eating or so on. But when you have like a labialized central, we always have to dust off the enamel a little bit to create proper function so that the crown isn't stressed. But just imagine, well, I know that because I have a crooked lower central, but that there's always some sort of point force that's traumatizing an anterior tooth. And it, it, just about every anterior restoration we check, there's something orthodontically out of position on the lower. And I know it's just causing trauma to teeth on the top because so you know of nighttime parafunction. You know what you just described? The dilemma of the single tooth dentist. Exactly. The goal of the single tooth dentist is they want to place that single crown on the upper maxillary central incisor because that's what the insurance covers. And that's, you know, I need that money to pay my payment on my Tesla. Okay. <laughs> As opposed to if I did the whole comprehensive dental treatment, I could buy Tesla, the company. Okay. Eventually you see, yeah. it's a bigger picture. So, so the dilemma, so the solution to that problem is quite simple is especially now with aligner therapy and orthodontics, you can do, and, and I do this quite often, you do pre-restorative aligner therapy to correct the problem you just you just talked about okay yeah. so you put the teeth where they need to be so if a patient says well i don't want orthodontics and i've said many times you may not want it but you need it to accomplish what you want me to do for you
-hmm. So if you don't want me to do that, then I can't help you because I know it's going to break because anybody listening here, if you've been practicing more than five minutes in dentistry, how many times have you seen a central incisor break off at the gum line? Yeah. And you're wondering why did that break off? It's because of what you just described. It's the occlusal forces that we didn't see by focusing on the tooth. So we're not focusing on the elephant. So I'm back to the five blind men and the elephant. You look at the elephant, not just the stump of the leg thinking it's a tree stump or the tail thinking it's a snake. It's the big elephant. And in order to make our dentistry more successful and predictable, sometimes we have to say no to these treatments because we know it's going to fail. Dennis, one of the biggest treatments that we uh, don't say no to, but I really caution dentists against is the no prep veneer case Mm. because they just (laughs) want to put the sexy veneers on the front no prep stick it on there you have teeth like mr ed and but the function is you just know it's destined to fail because even though you put these fancy veneers on there and there's no shot and all the, the 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 advertising that goes with it i just know that that function is can never be corrected or to uh, facilitate the new smile unless you look at all the other comprehensive stuff you're talking about. So Tyler Absolutely. and I are, are doing a uh, a video piece for, we won't say any names, but a video piece on a veneer case that experience, is experiencing just that. He's correcting. He's trying to correct it, yeah. Uh, uh, correct a case. Um, yeah. So yeah, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, so, so ultimately, you know, all of this boils down to that initial exam making a diagnosis, finding out what are the problems, making a prognosis so that you can treat accordingly. And this is this is where, where I really uh, learned this and took it to heart from uh, John Coyce's program of understanding where your points of failure are, identifying them in those patients and correcting them that, and correcting them. I read something very interesting a while ago. It said, you know, uh, you ask the dentists, um, you know, when do your restorations start to fail? <laughs> and you saw a wide variety of answers. And the ultimate answer is the ultimate answer is our restorations start to fail the minute we put them in. Hmm. Right. Because it's time delay. Patients, patients will say, uh, Doc, is this going to last me forever? And my tongue in cheek answer is what Mother Nature gave you didn't last forever what makes you think what i can do today is better than what mother nature gave you i got a really good answer for you the next one you can just say you know as soon as you are born you start to deteriorate so you start to decay that's it that's it so dr marengo so this question is for both uh you and james so like i for example i'm a general dentist i want to get into this like what's the next step for me as a general dentist is it is am i enrolling in dentifor like how does that that's I'm assuming these slides that you're showing us are from your from Dentifor. Is that correct? Was that part of it? It's out of his brain. But anyways, okay. yeah, let's um, Dentifor. So we've got a there's a course next week that has some open slots for uh, for if you want to stream it live. Ooh, um, stream. I know that um, uh, James and, and David were talking about uh, doing some sort of special deal for. Yeah, before we get to that though. Yeah, uh, Dennis, I, I think a good question what Tyler was uh, uh, alluding to is mm. how do you see 
the general dentist in their journey, like you're talking about the seven year uh, itch, you know, that kind of you went into, what is the, 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 the best timing for uh, a general dentist to get involved in this uh, course and journey of treatment offering to patients? Because I remember you talk about the seven year itch uh, in dentistry with and, dentists. And actually that is a, um, uh, David, is he's got his toes in the sand somewhere he sent me that question. So, you know, is it a veteran de dentist? Is it too late? Or like, when is it, when are you too late to become a Jedi, essentially? A Jedi. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's, it, you're never too late. Yeah. And, and you're never early enough. Um, because the longer you practice, the, the more c common things we see, the modes of failure of our dentistry. Um, there's there's a lot of dentistry out there that I call it reduodontics. Um, you know, if you've been practicing long enough, you're redoing somebody's dentistry. Um, dentists, though, are, are very very unique in their vision. They they um, they are very particular in. They're very quick to redo somebody else's dentistry, but very slow to redo their own previous dentistry. So once you start to see these modes of failure in your practice, you get frustrated. And, and you don't have a you don't have a system to help get you better. So so um, you know if you're out of school five six seven years, you you need to start your journey. Uh, this uh, Denta Four is a starting point, and you this will open up your eyes to so many other parts of dentistry that are out there that it's going to it's just going to blow your mind. You're going to say, well, how do I find the time? To learn all this, well, you have to make the time. That's the unfortunate thing. Yeah, that's well, an investment. Edmonds it's an investment. Uh, you know, Edmonds Edmonds program in uh, TMD and and sleep. It's it's the initial. It's the foundation because the minute you start helping patients get out of pain, and the minute you start getting them to sleep, you have now got a patient for life. They will do anything you want them to do because you've already shown them what you can do to make their life better. So now you you have to learn the best way to learn other things is hands on courses. There's mm -hmm. there's they're, they're they're hard to find, um, but they are the most valuable. Um, our our two day program that we have on we call it the phase two, but I like to rename it as your first step to changing from a single tooth dentist to a complete care dentist, that is your first step. And then from that point on, you can, I will help guide you into where you need to go to learn what you need to learn at that point. Um, so it's never too late. It's never too, it's never early enough. And the minute you start doing a, a single case, you, you'll, you know, like my evolution was from single tooth to quadrants. And then once you've got quadrants done, then you're like, huh, you know what? Let's try an arch. And then before you knew, before you knew it, it goes from one arch to full arches and you develop your own, your own system. And it's the most rewarding thing in dentistry to be able to, to accomplish that, to help somebody. And I'll tell you the, 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 the one thing I found most, most encouraging is when a patient comes in and after a month, four weeks, six weeks, two weeks, they say, you know what, doc? I haven't had pain, a headache, neck pain, anything since you started your treatment. 
think back on some of your cases where you've done a beautiful set of veneers and the patient comes back and they say, Doc, I don't like the distal incisal line angle of <laughs> tooth number one, two. And you know, you're sitting there, you're going, oh my God, you came in, your teeth look like a dog's breakfast. <laughs> I made you look beautiful, but you're worried about the distal incisal line, line angle? Oh my God. But a pain patient, a patient that can't sleep, they, they will hug you till, till there's no end because you just changed their life. And again, you know, another catchphrase to sell courses is, are you too busy saving teeth and you don't have enough time to save lives? Sleep apnea treatment, TMD treatment can save a lot of people's lives, especially and let's, when you get these kids. Let's go over those kill. numbers too, like the percentage of patients that are existing in, in your practice that need your help silently. Well, in, in silently, well, generally in a, in a general practice, you, you have about 40% of the patients in your practice. Um, so the study, the original study was by a, a, a fellow named uh, Lewandowski. And he, he identified that 33% of men and 7% of women in a general dental practice have a sleep disordered breathing problem. Most of them also have a superimposed TM joint problem. They just don't know it. Right. So when you're, when you're treating one, you're actually treating them both, but you need to know both in order to handle that situation. So that's where Edmund's course comes in beautifully, the, the, you know, the part one on the TMD. And then I, I kind of combine that for the general, the general dentist. And you mentioned, you know, uh, education is an, an investment. And I think about, you know, uh, the business of dentistry, like we mentioned earlier, about the return on investment not only being financial, but when you talk about saving lives, that's that's an ROI on a completely different level. Well, let's not worry about oh. dollars and cents at that point. Exactly. It's, and further yeah, to that, no, though, yeah. in the in each of the courses, uh, Edmund Liam's program and Dennis's, you know, the, uh, both of them talk about um, uh, solid business models to incorporate the treatments into the practice. Yeah. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, so that's part of the part of the curriculum. And uh, I, I mean, I've, I've been lucky enough to sit in on, on both phase one and phase two, and I'll never forget uh, Dr. Cipra Gohal yeah. um, and, and uh, Dr. Morango's just like blowing her mind, like helping her discover that she was a candidate, like, you know. Yeah, she needed, yeah. her bite needed help. She needed, oh, really? she, she needed herself. She kind of like, she was like, it was like, wow. I spoke to her the other day. It, it blew, like, she's a, she's a lovely human being. Um, but just Such to see yeah. the light bulb go off in her, in her mind and, and, yeah. and the opportunity that all these folks, every, every practitioner can uncover, like, utilizing this knowledge in practices and, uh, and one of the things that uh, we explain to a lot of general dentists that have this fear of maybe engaging in treatment with some tmd uh, patients is we always encourage them there's always a percentage you know there's always that 80 percent or that are more straightforward to treat mm -hmm. and then there's maybe that 20 percent where you just think they they uh, list off every symptom that could possibly be happening to them, mm -hmm. and those are the patients. So we encourage them. You know what? Just refer those to, you know, doctors like Dennis or mm -hmm. Edmund or some other special, uh, you know, AACP type of doctor in your area, 
um, because uh, you may, you, you know, you want to, in the flow of your practice, deal with, uh, say, the, the more generalized TMD patient, yeah. you know. But start out with, yeah. also, like, getting into this. You don't have to tackle this, every patient. Right. Like, <laughs> getting into this, this philosophy, you also have, like, Ocean Ceramics. You and David and Tyrell are on the phone. Huge resource. Yeah. All day supporting these folks Absolutely. through this, too. We help doctors and patients all the time. Right. One of my favorite stories I love to tell is a good friend of mine that I coached hockey with. We made him a programmer with a ramp. It's not Brad Marshall, right? No, no, no. That, uh, <laughs> uh, I have, I have uh, made appliances for a Boston Bruin, though. <laughs> and I have a testimony from him. It's true, actually. Yeah. It's true. I got it on my phone. Got it, yeah, yeah. Um, and he actually uh, texted me out of the blue because he's a, a local grew up locally here and mm-hmm. I, I know the family but anyhow he texted me out of the blue once he says james i've never slept so well in my life that's, that's amazing a pro hockey player and uh, i was like well tell all your friends and brad and bergy and all those guys but anyhow yeah. uh this um uh, friend of mine that i coached hockey with uh we made him a programmer with a ramp because i slept next to him on a retreat mm-hmm. hockey retreat and he snored like a a horse in a barn in a box. I mean, I he woke me up. In I'm, the trying the night. I'm trying to picture it, that. I'm trying to picture it. It was out of control. And he says, Yeah, yeah, Mel, she complains about me snoring all the time. Right. I says, Dude, I think we can help you. So, anyhow, we got the impressions, we got the bite, and I made him an appliance. His wife literally came up to me at practice a couple weeks later and says, You literally saved my marriage. Wow. We can now well, sleep in the same time. room and the same bed together. She literally gave me a hug. I was like, well, I just made him a not, specialized night guard. Not to mention probably saved his life. Yeah. yeah. Also yeah. that. So yeah. anyhow, we've had several of those stories. Um, and, oh, yeah. there's, you know, we just help people bounce off the rails and go in the right direction. But it really, mm-hmm. it all be- begins with uh, investing in some education. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Dr. Rangos, you, uh, what, how does it feel when you when someone comes and hugs you and tells you they, that you changed their lives? Like, oh, it, it's 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 the best feeling. It, you know, yeah. it it just it, you know it's um, you know when when they say that uh, that my 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 child is no longer considered ADHD. Uh, you know, all you did was identify a sleep problem because they want to put they wanted to put Junior on on you know uh, Ritalin or something. Right. But mm-hmm. but it wasn't that wasn't the problem. The problem was that your child couldn't breathe. So yeah. the minute that we you know corrected that. Uh, with whatever whatever the appropriate like that is a very common scenario when you when when parents come in and say my kid is a different kid because of what you identified um, that to me is is worth more because what you just did or what we just did was we saved a child from becoming a sick adult mm-hmm. okay yeah. and you and you you know you you change their growth and development uh, at, at, uh, at that time by doing some really early modifications in their life that can that make a difference. But we help adults all the time. And that, that divorce thing, I mean, you know, I've got a couple of patients that call me the best divorce counselor around when you make these sleep appliances. <laughs> so, okay. All right. I'll it, take was, that title. it was either that or the pillow over the head, right? Yeah, yeah, and then, and then then you got to cash in the life insurance. After yeah, that. and then it gets <laughs> it gets a little dark yeah. and tricky there. But, but what a yeah. what a great yeah, story yeah, though. That's it. It's so heartwarming to hear those stories. Uh, I know we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes, but uh, or very really quickly here. But one last question for you, Dr. Morangos: How do you view the future of dentistry? 
You know, it's um, it's bright. It's very, very bright. Uh, as long as as long as dentists are are willing to learn what's needed to to make it that way, because dentistry is a very stressful profession. Um, the the uh, the young dentists coming out now, um, I think, in many cases, are brighter than we were when we were in dental school. Um, they they do lack confidence. They they need guidance. They need mentors, and the the ones that are um, asking for help, they're the ones that are going to just blow it out of the water. Um, so dentistry is is one of the brightest professions. I think I think it was a New York New York Times article I read a couple of weeks ago that dentists uh, dentistry is in one of the top ten professions worldwide for hmm, future. Really? Because of because yeah because people are going to have teeth. You know when when we were in dental school. Uh, you know, we were told 1986, uh, I'll never forget it. That you guys are going to be out of business. 15 years, <laughs> there's not going to be any decay. There's no, going to be no decay. You've got nothing to fix. I remember well, the profs that. that were telling us that, they were single tooth dentists. They were only thinking about fixing the decay problems. Well, mm -hmm. I got news for you now. People are living longer. Dental implants have changed that whole idea of I'm going to lose my teeth by the time I'm 40. Um, we unfortunately are seeing, I'm seeing more decay now than I did when I got out of dental school. Right. Our diets stink. Diets. Our yeah. diets diet, stink. Yeah. I was just going to okay? say. Okay. And, you know, I don't know how many, yesterday I think I referred two patients for diet management for their sleep apnea. It's something that wow. I, I have a, a team of people that I work with that help because our diets stink for sleep apnea. Yeah. I mean, obesity is off the charts, uh, pediatric obesity, adult obesity, heart disease. Sugar. We can manage all of that and, and help people with the sleep apnea part. And then you got the sugar, the acid, uh, acidic drinks. You've got right. all of these other things that play a role. So, you know, young dentists today actually have more on their plate than I think we did when we started. Because and more options we, to offer. And, yeah. and more and more, uh, like more and more science is coming out, um, you know, linking oral health into the health huge. of the body. Huge. Well, and we, and so, we talk about, sorry, go ahead. I swear know, dentistry off. right now, is these, these young graduating dentists have a wonderful opportunity mm. if they're willing to take what's out there and, and take it for a ride. They're going to have a great career. And Dr. Marengos, Dennis on Demand is a is a dental growth platform, and I love how this all ties in because, you know, if you could plug in end of chat GTB, um, how a dentist can grow their practice. One of the top things that comes out, and this is an AI program, it's going to give Google a run for their money, is expanding <laughs> their scope of practice. There you go. So yeah. if if you know, here we have the lab, we have the clinician, we have the marketing, you know, the growth platform. We're all kind of coming together on this. Hey, you know what? Stop, stop going after Google to get new patients. Stop trying to bring new patients into your practice. Let's focus on what's in the practice and expanding your offering. Yeah, and that all That's ties right. us all together. So shoot fish in a barrel. Shoot fish in a barrel. Yeah, I mean, like the opportunity absolutely. exists already. Just go so, after it. And, and that's how the three of us are all uh, connected today. So super pumped having you on the show, and it's been really eye-opening listening to you. Thank talk you. This, is, yeah. this was a, this was a lot of fun. A lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. We just want to talk about now. The can now can I I, I I I like got ahead of everybody. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, Dennis, I was supposed to ask you: uh, Were you the were you the smart kid in class, or were you the dumb kid? <laughs> <laughs> 
I just said something some nice and poignant. You went and said, I actually I gave him that question. I did, yeah. I was supposed to ask, ask that in the beginning, but here it is at the end. Yeah. I, I couldn't have been any more middle of the road than anybody else. Hey, that's okay. a good place to be. Yeah. It was, yeah. You know what? I had more fun in dental school. Um, when I got into my residency program, um, the, 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 head, the head of the program said, you know, we took a chance on you. I go, what do you mean you took a chance wow. on you? Okay. Wow. What, what do you mean? Wow. And he goes, you know, you didn't have the top marks in the class, which everybody, you know, usually that's how you got a residency. But we thought you would bring something different to the table and, yeah. and you know, help, help balance out the, the other personalities. And uh, I'll never forget it when he told me, he said, but you turned out to be one of the best residents we've had. Awesome. And I thought, wow, that's Fantastic. pretty cool. That's pretty there cool. Go. There so, you go, James. Yeah, middle of the road. Yeah, middle <laughs> of the road. Yeah, thanks for that. Okay, little, and and now we'll, and now we'll kick it to the so there's we've got a course coming up. Can Let's you bring see. up the, the slide? Yeah, I'll bring up the slide. Okay, Mark's just bring up the slide. So, you know, this is the promotional element of the show where you know it, for all dentists that want to engage in a journey learning about airway, muscle health, jaw joint position, and then treating the teeth. You know, on February third and the fourth, we uh, are hosting here at Ocean Ceramics. Uh, Dr. Edmund Liam it will be teaching uh, that course, uh, focusing mainly on what we call phase one treatment, how to reposition the mandible into that healthy position, optimizing airway, jaw joint, muscles, and teeth. Um, and uh, unfortunately, the course is sold out live, but we do have, uh, of course, an infinite amount of positions to log on to for uh, live streaming. And so... Uh, one unique offer uh, that we're putting forward is that if somebody, so it's, it's $500 to do the live streaming for 16 credits. It's all AGD PACE approved. 16 and so, credits. Wow. 16. Holy smokes. So yeah. it's uh, $500. And so if it's, uh, if you're a Canadian dentist, it's $500 Canadian. If you're a U.S. dentist, it's $500 U.S. But here's the big uh, benefit that we're throwing forward. If a dentist would like to join as a new member to the American Academy of Co uh, not cosmetic craniofacial pain, Crane uh, and that's the uh, organization that has mentored Edmund and uh, Dennis over many decades, uh, that Dentafor Ocean Ceramics will sponsor two, half of your tuition for Dentafor, which is two hundred fifty dollars Canadian or U.S. towards your membership in that organization. Amazing. So we just want to sponsor, uh, give somebody a little lift up to start their journey um, because we personally have learned so much through mentors in, uh, from that organization. Dennis uh, was involved there and still is, and so is Dr. Liam. And that's a great, great uh, position uh, to start your journey, to learn how to do it right. Yeah, that's great. And that's great everything. You know, we see so many doctors uh, make mistakes, and we just want to be proactive. We still all make mistakes, but... We want to be proactive in our educational journey. Right. And the support is so, uh, so critical. And knowing that, you know, you're, you're moving yeah. into a new area, knowing that they've got you guys, they've got Dr. Marangos, they've got a team around them to, to ensure that they're, they're going to do it correctly and get through it. Exactly. Yeah. And all the contact information, uh, Mark here will be, uh, you know, posting look that. In, look in the description below. Yeah. It'll be there. And so, uh, you know, and I know since we're wrapping up, I have one thought that I want to share, everybody, before we wrap up the whole thing. And it comes from, uh, uh, I learned this after watching the movie Patch Adams. 
uh, and Patch Adams uh, was a very, very uh, out of the box clinician in uh, medical school. And they tried to throw him out of medical school. And so uh, he stood up before, before all the white haired board uh, members of the medical board. And he said, gentlemen, you can get rid of me, but one thing I want to leave, leave you with is when you treat a disease, you win some, you lose some. But when you treat a person, you always win. And this is a lot of what we're doing with our treatment is we're, we're treating the people to improve their lifestyle. And it's more than just fixing a tooth. I love it. Absolutely. I, I mean, well I, said. There well we go. Said. Very well said, yes. And with that being said, we need to do this again. This was a lot of fun. This was a ton of fun. Dennis, I, you know, I, I wish time. wish the Vancouver Canucks were... Next time, know. bring wine, Dennis, and we'll have yeah. a little a little foxier uh, We can do a podcast. Di- like a digital cheers or whatever. <laughs> all right, that is all for now. We will uh, we'll see you next time. Dr. Rangos, it was great to have you on. Thank you so much for your time. Nice Thank you, Dennis. Thanks a lot. Talk soon.